in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Man, these um, <clears throat> these court rulings are so bloody complicated. You got to be a lawyer to read one, and um, I guess that's kind of the intent. Um, let's see here. Brock's legal. While the law and the record in this case foreclosed Brock's legal insufficiency challenges to his Section 1512C2 conviction, the district court erred in treating Brock's obstruction of the electoral certification process as interfering with the administration of justice. Okay, so they oversentenced him. He got 24 months, uh, and he got 12 months for something else, and six months for something else, and another 24 months for something else. But the judge fortunately said you can do this time concurrently, all at the same time, not consecutively. That's a big deal, right? If you get two sentences of two years and they run consecutively, well, that means four years. But two sentences of two years that run concurrently, you get the victory. He's out in two years. But they overdid it, and they're going to have to resentence him. And I don't know um, more on that later. This is going to affect a lot more than him. It's going to affect um, uh, at least 100 other J6ers. And that's very, very good. One of the highlights in the Hunter Biden trans, uh, Hunter Biden deposition was, uh, you know, Matt Gates. I love him. Jim Jordan. I love him. But there were some others uh, who were fantastic. Pat Fallon, uh, Congresswoman Sparts, I think her name is, why she was so good. She's from Ukraine. I mean, she really knows the ins and outs of that culture. And you could see he got a little bit nervous. Hey, if you damage your computer, do you have an Apple? You have an Apple computer, an Apple laptop, right? If you got water damage on it, Actually, Diego, this is a question for you. If your Apple laptop was damaged by, say, you spilled a bunch of water on it and it wouldn't work anymore, but you wanted to fix it, what would you do? I'd take it to the Apple store, to the uh, tech people there. What would you do, Rich? Would you take it to the Apple store or would you take it to, uh, uh, you know, Joe's computer store on the corner? I might try that if they look legit enough. Yeah, if they're legitimate enough. Look. I'm surprised you say go to the Apple store with a broken computer. If the computer is broken, they can't fix it on the spot. They can't. And you got all your data in there. Most people, I don't think they go to the, you know, it's frustrating. You go there for something new. But to fix something old, you go there to fix fixable problems on the spot. Like I can't log in or, you know, some some little issue you're having that is limited your technical, your technical skill isn't sufficient and they'll help you undo the computer or fix the computer that way. But if there's hardware damage, you can't bring it back to the, to the, to the actual store, to the Apple store. So this comes up in the deposition. Mr. Gates, did you ever drop off a laptop in Delaware? The witness, Hunter, the Apple store in Georgetown. Yeah. My question is about Delaware. Did you ever drop off a laptop in Delaware? Hunter. The largest Apple store in America is the highest grossing and largest Apple store in America. It is at the Christina Mall. I've been to that mall, by the way, Christiana Mall. If I was going to drop off a laptop, I don't ever remember doing that. But if I was going to drop off a laptop, I would have gone to the Apple store, which is seven minutes from my parents' home there. Gates, do you ever recall leaving a laptop at a repair shop? I do not. Gates, on your laptop, did you have any sort of login credential? The witness, just a typical like, you know. Look, that's suspicious right there, okay? This guy is being deceptive. Uh, notwithstanding your comments, Diego, when people get hardware damage to a computer, 
They know they're not going to get an easy fix from the largest Apple store in the country. Okay, you go to the little guy. What he's trying to do is he's still pretending that the laptop that we have that Rudy Giuliani introduced to the world via the New York Post, that somehow that's not a real laptop. All right. That's what he's doing here. Then he um, he plays games with his sobriety. Um, This is Hunter. Over the course of my years in my life, I've had many instances in which I've gone and had long stretches of sobriety in which I was adhering to whatever program I had or whatever support that I was getting. And I was doing that. Gates, does your addiction impact your judgment? Hunter, you're not letting me fully answer. I think addiction impacts everyone's judgment, of course. Gates, does it affect your impulses? Hunter, yes, I'm not a doctor. Hunter's lawyer, what do you mean impulses? Gates, does it affect your memory of events? Hunter, yes, I'm certain it does. I'm certain that you can read in any, I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you from my experience that my addiction affected every, you can stop, you can't answer, every portion of my life. He's all over the place here. He's trying to say, are you a high-functioning addict, Gates asks. I think I was until I wasn't. Gates, have you ever bribed anyone? Hunter, no, Mr. Gates. Gates, have you ever solicited a bribe? Hunter, no, I've never solicited a bribe. Gates, and have you ever had anyone solicit a bribe from you? Hunter, no. Gates, you work globally, so you're familiar with the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, right? Hunter, yes. Gates, and under the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, you can actually be guilty of paying a bribe if you pay money to a family member, right? Hmm. Hunter's lawyer, excuse me, are you going to now indulge in a discussion of what that act, the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, means? Gates, look. Are you familiar with how family member payments can function as bribes? Yes or no? Hunter, I'm generally aware of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. I have no specific knowledge of the actual statute. If you'd like to put the statute in front of me, we can read it. Lowell, that's a great idea. Gates, how many LLCs do you manage? And then he plays a whole game. It takes five pages for him to say that he once had at least 10 LLCs, and presently he only has one. Hmm. All right. Keep going. Keep going here. I'm going to skip ahead to uh, Gates is good, but this guy is shifty and weird. It's clear that he was getting money from Ukraine. We know that he was getting money from China. We know that he was getting money from Romania. The big the big catch here, the big get will be proving that this money actually got to Joe Biden. And they hint at it here that they have evidence that they they did get to Joe Biden. Um, And we have that great big check for $200,000 from Jim Biden to Joe Biden. Jim Biden is so close to Hunter. They're in business together. They have absolutely nothing to offer. No skill. No nothing. I went to Yale Law School. So did 10,000 other people. It doesn't matter. The only thing you guys had going for you is the name Biden. And they didn't just want the name as a logo. They wanted a Biden, i.e. Joe, to do stuff for them. How else do you explain his passion in trying to get that prosecutor fired? His extreme passion. Shoken. If only he would show that kind of passion in getting Alvin Bragg fired. Now that (laughs) would be pretty great, wouldn't it? Hey, can I play you a little bit of the fake news losing its mind? 
Play that Lisa Rubin clip, will you? The long, emotional Lisa Rubin. This is one of the favorite lawyers they have on MSNBC. And the other day she was crying her eyes out um, over uh, the fact that they are going to take up the appeal on April 22nd. You got that yet? Oh, it's funny. I almost called the station because I was so worried about her. I was so kind of like, oh, gosh, you're, you're this is really, really affecting you. Well, let's see here. Go with um, uh, go with cut 34, please. Cut 34. This is Lisa Rubin. She's a lawyer, former prosecutor, but I think she needs desperate help. Cut 34. I think about sitting on my couch on January 6th, 2021, and watching a building that I love. I was a House and Senate aide before I became a lawyer, watching a building that I love plundered. And I think about what the judge is saying now and the intellectual underpinnings of the MAGA movement and thinking about what that could look like. I am not overly optimistic right now. I'm very troubled (laughs) by the word alleged here and what role it plays in the disposition of this case. I am beyond terrified, Nicole, right now for our country. This is not a moment I hoped would come. It's not a moment I expected would come. I honestly thought that there would be enough votes on the court not to take this case. Oh, my God. You see what I mean? I'm worried about her. She's so why is she so upset? Because the Supreme Court is going to hear an appeal on April 22nd. Does that sound like anything? You think there's something that doesn't add up about this? That building that I love was plundered. Not really. It wasn't really plundered. The only thing that I know that was stolen was the podium that they got back and uh, an envelope from Nancy Pelosi's office. What the hell else was stolen? What was lost that was so precious? Three hours later, everybody was back in business. The only thing that was lost that was precious was a human life, Ashley Babbitt. You can get worked up about that, okay? But everything else, their their case, lawyers, they're supposed to be logical, especially prosecutors. It's all emotion. That's all they got. And they want to scare people. And they want to scare ordinary people who don't know anything about much. And they want them to be so freaked out about January 6th, but here's the beautiful thing. We saw right through it. They thought we would cut and run with those mug shots. No, he's now bigger and stronger than ever before, and they don't have a plan for what they're going to do next. Actually, they're like, geez, are we just going to have to beat Trump out on Election Day? Oh, boy, we weren't counting on that. Hey, can I say this? This is, uh, this is a little back and forth. Who cares a bit more about the border? I'm going to play a moment from Donald Trump when he declared for the office in 2015 and when Joe Biden declared for president in 2019. Who's who prioritized the border? Cut 25, please. I will immediately terminate President Obama's illegal executive order on immigration immediately. I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Mark my words. A brave young woman lost her life. And that's when we heard the words of the President of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides? Oh, my God. Also known as the Charlottesville lie. The Charlottesville lie. All Joe Biden did when he announced her president is try to scare people uh, and try to uh, create more racial strife. Donald Trump laid out a vision for America. 
And then he went out and he talked about those ideas with America. He is the traditional. You know who's a they talk about our precious norms and restoring our norms. And, oh, Joe Biden would restore our norms. There's nothing normal about Joe Biden and the way he talks to us. What Donald Trump did, that's classic. And it's beautiful. Nothing normal about this either. Um, you're the boss of the federal government, basically, the president of the United States. you got about 7 million federal employees. And when they're accused of something, you don't come out on the side of the accusers. You don't. You've got certain responsibilities, actually, as a manager. Do you remember the Border uh, Patrol horsemen when they were falsely accused of whipping those guys from Haiti? You remember what he said? It was really nasty and really over the top. Cut 27. To see people treated like they did, horses really running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. So when he goes to the border yesterday, he's with a bunch of Border Patrol agents. They remember that. There was a huge investigation, and it was determined that the Border Patrol agents weren't whipping anybody when they were riding around those horses. You know, the only people who were getting whipped was the horse, right? You need those bridles and things to keep the horse in line. Not the They were penalized for patrolling the border. They put them in administrative limbo. They had to get lawyers. Haven't heard about those guys in a long time, and it has been a long time, almost almost three years ago. What happened to those guys? Um Notice that, well, you know how excited the fake news gets about Donald Trump's legal woes, right? Cut 31. Make him pay for it, and now is the time to make him pay for it dearly. And Donald Trump shall pay E. Jean Carroll dearly to the tune of $83.3 million. Boy, if you're Donald Trump, you have to be feeling very anxious. And then there's the question... Does he have the money? Those numbers start to add up. That's, we're talking about real money. What Trump is really dreading is a judgment in this case and the AG's case that would wipe out his cash, that would force him to liquidate assets to be able to pay both of those judgments. That would really put the lie to his proclamations of endless wealth. Oh, wow. They are excited like hell. Hey, that last lady I told you about who was having the emotional breakdown. That was her voice right there. She's convinced that Donald Trump isn't worth what he says he's. So they've been very happy at times over the past, uh, what, six months since they started trying to throw Donald Trump in jail. Listen to him now. This is one of the weird times where you can actually learn something from the fake news, that the case against Trump is basically over. It didn't work. It blew up in their face. Um, cut 32. This decision makes it likely it's going to be pushed several months, at least up, butted up to the election or even past it. Good news for the former president. We will keep losing every day. We allow these six Republicans in robes to rule over all of us. This is BS. You are doing this as a dilatory tactic to help your political, your political friend, your partisan patron. And for for you to say that this is something that the court needs to decide because it's something that's unclear in the law is just flagrant, flagrant bullpucky. And they know it and they don't care that we know it. And that's disturbing about the future legitimacy of the court. Bill, Bill bullpucky. That was Rachel Maddow. No, what you saw is justice. And thank God there's still a there's still a remnant left in America. Be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. In Mr. Wade's divorce case, sixth, the way the state has conducted the defense of this motion to disqualify, especially the hearing. <clears throat> on the financial piece. Yeah, get rid of those uh, prosecutors for crying out loud. These are de- these are defense lawyers saying to the judge, hey, we have enough information. you got to get rid of Fannie and Nathan. They can't prosecute this case, and I think the whole case should be dismissed. They're ask- asking for that as well. I think it's limited to just the dismissal. I mean, uh, this guy, this guy's like Lance Ito, I-T-O. Remember the judge who could not make his mind up about anything in the O.J. Simpson case? That's who this guy is. Anyway, uh, hey, Brother Gary, we talked a little bit but then got cut off uh, by the commercial. You're the Black Lives Matter founder in uh, Rhode Island. Is that right? Yes, yes. Why the hell did you go and do that? I, what was that? All right, never mind. What's on your mind? I, I'm i just I, – I, I listen to your show sometimes, and I, I think it's interesting. That's all. And, um, you know, we, we are curious about, you know, uh, the decision with Donald Trump. You know, um, and, you know, sometimes when people get elected as presidents and we we, we want to know what are they doing for the African-American community? I don't want to I don't know. I know what we can do for our own community. Like we would like to do our own our own work. You know, um, if he's president, if he's the next president, you know, um, I think it's interesting to see, you know, um, white America vote him in, you know, to a point where. The immigration population is, is increasing. And, you know, I know Joe Biden don't have a solution for that. And it's, you know, it's, it's really bad on the taxpayers. In white, America. white America voted who in? No, I said if, if white America votes Donald Trump in. White America votes Donald Trump. Well, I mean, you do know that Donald Trump, it looks like, oh, shoot, there's the music again. Hey, do me a favor, Brother Gary. I do want to finish our conversation, right? So stick around. There's the music. Sure. Uh, got a couple of things. Uh, we'll be back in about two minutes. Uh, we got a couple of things we're juggling right now. Trump is back in court, totally innocent, and I got some still some hot stuff from this Hunter Biden deposition. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The 25th Amendment is of zero risk to me, but will come back to haunt Joe Biden and the Biden administration. As the expression goes, be careful what you wish for. Good for you, Donald Trump. He said that January 12th, 2021, with eight days left in office. There are murmurings about using the 25th Amendment on Trump. Well, people are really talking about the 25th Amendment on Joe Biden, and that's uh, what goes around comes around, eh? Hey, the other thing from this deposition, you know, he says all those meetings at Cafe Milano and all those crazy people from Russia and Kazakhstan who were hanging around with Joe and Hunter, it was all about the World Food Program. Oh, that was just about the World Food Program. My dad did not come by for dinner. Well, actually, you said here in an email that he had spaghetti. Oh, well, that doesn't mean he had dinner. Well, what does it mean? There's so much of that crap in this thing. 
But the World Food Park, I remember an email from his laptop that's he's setting up this meeting. And it's like, ostensibly, we'll be meeting about the World Food Program. But obviously, it's about business. Ostensibly, it's for this. Ostensibly is the purported fake reason. What we're really doing is something else. All right, brother Gary, we gotta uh, we gotta bring this uh, to uh, completion. I want to find out exactly what's on your mind. He's the Black Lives Matter founder from Rhode Island. Now, what were you saying about the white community? No, no, I was just saying it's interesting that you know um, that you know uh, there's a few few views like you know him him stepping up where I really thought it was pretty cool that you know Trump had stepped up and uh, build that build that fence you know, to help, you know, help America just a little better. But, you know, I'm in I'm kind of confused about Joe Biden, you know, and uh, Donald Trump, who I'm voting for. But, you know, there's a huge problem in New York City with the immigration and um, we have to do something about it. Uh, Are you still active with Black Lives Matter? Yes, I am. You're making a lot of sense for somebody with the Black Lives Matter, because forgive me, I've got some issues with Black Lives Matter. You know, the, All right, let's talk about it. Well, let's number one, it. number one, the transgender slash uh, anti-family agenda that Black Lives Matter leadership uh, publicly promulgated uh, in 2020. Uh, somehow the nuclear family was a problem. And somehow, like, it, this is all about transgender folk getting equality. I mean, you're the Black Lives Matter founder for Rhode Island. I'm, I'm sure you know about this stuff. And, and, and just because you're the chapter, that doesn't necessarily mean you got to agree with the, the national leadership. Are you aware no, of what I'm talking about? Yes, I'm aware. But, I, you know, like I said, you know, when you compare the two notes on what has been given to the trans, they have a right to 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 opinionate that. But, you know, I, I mean, people have a right to opinionate anything they want. But right. we also kind of have a right to not have our kids sexualized. And so much of the trans agenda. Look, the Black Lives Matter agenda, as uh, put forth by uh, Patrice Calors and the others, yeah. was was radical, socialist, I, and weird. Yeah. And there's a I don't co- think it was so. I, let me not, not to interrupt you, but I don't think it was weird, and I don't think it was radical. I, I think that you know what has white America given to Black America in the past four five hundred years was was horrendous. You know what the but hell? It, I mean, it, you know, it just let's stop. It, Give me just jump in for a second because you referred earlier to the African-American community, and then you refer to the white community. I mean, I don't know if there is a white community or an African-American community. Hold on a second. I'm glad you're I mean, look at, (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to say there's a community of black people and a community of of white people. Absolutely. Hold on. I I just don't see it that way. People are individuals. And you and I might have a hell of a lot more in common than somebody who came here from Guyana yesterday. I mean, I just there is so much difference within like <laughs> a racial group. Let's I'll, I'll, I'll stick to the topic I know best. White people. OK, I mean, <laughs> we're different. We have different. Do you think me and Rachel Maddow have anything in common? We both happen to be white. You see what I mean? It's I want to go nuts when I hear about the black community, the white community, the Asian community, because everybody's different. No, no, no. We Listen, let me just say this. We're God's children, no matter how we put it. Right. But here's a problem. When someone gets racially divided, meaning the economic platform is totally different from home to, to the school district, to, to school, to uh, education, to um, 
religion. I mean, you know, um, if what is different which, between uh, with religion and education, if what's different, that, that's a totally that, that's totally different because well, I have to use white America. You got to excuse me, but I'm going to I'm going to call it because the court system and the judicial system for, for, for decades has been just pounding the African-American community. Just for the hell of it. I'm, just for the hell no, of it. No, 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 no. Just because no, no, just because people on, are black. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. See. You know, um, unfortunately, like what what my man did over there in Harlem, um, Reverend Al Sharpton. We don't, we're not, we're not, we're opposing for him. You know, you know what I mean. He was a he was an FBI informant, and this is why the credibility for the black community, things of this nature, that people infiltrate, tore down the black community um, from the economic balance that was 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 unfairly to the blacks and, and African Americans. That's why I say we're separate. The police departments. I, I, the police departments. You know, the, what? No, they they've been tearing us apart. Tearing you know, us apart. All right. I mean, look, been, we are so wildly at odds here. All right. I mean, we're not going to fix it right here, but I will say this. And I think you can agree, brother Gary, you're not a spokesman for the black community. I'm not a spokesman for the white community. And I quite frankly, I I think you see some merit in what I'm saying when I talk about Rachel Maddow and, uh, you know, uh, Michael Moore and, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom. I have nothing in common with these people. Yeah. I guess we happen to all be white, but it's the last thing I think about it's the last thing I quite frankly care about. Also, the race. I think it's just it's 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 absorbed too much of our time and energy. So, with that in mind, can I just ask you this? What do you do sure. for a living, and what do you like to do for fun that has nothing to do with uh, BLM and politics? I got to tell you that I work with kids. I work in the, for the past couple of years. I've been doing trades and uh, construction, teaching young people. Not just black and white, but people in the community, how to get a trade for jobs and opportunity. We're teaching coding with the first African-American library in New England. Hey, 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 hey. I said, don't talk about race. I want you to (laughs) look. Sounds like you're doing a lot of good stuff, Brother Gary. Good to talk to you. Keep in touch. Thank you. God bless. All All the best. God bless. So, you know what I mean about the white community, black community? It's so disparate that, you know, and I'm look, I've. I just would never say white community. I do say black community. I don't like saying it. It's wrong because it's just, you know, both are kind of somewhat racist. I could say that people with a certain look would think the same way. Agnes, hello. Hi, Hi Mr. Kelly. I just want to say how important you are to the world because a radio is also the most important way to communicate with people. The Morse code won the war. It's the radio people. And I think you are going to make the world a better place because of your three hours every day, two hours in the afternoon. I taught black and white and green and yellow children for 52 years. But you definitely is you're like a walking encyclopedia, and my husband and I both love you. Oh wow, you're so kind, Agnes. Thank you very much. Agnes happens to be one of my favorite names. It really I is. Know that. You do? I, I know have that. I mentioned it before? You know, uh, but you know what? I had absolutely no role in naming my own children. Can you believe that one? My wife chose the name, and uh, there was not even a discussion about it. But you know what? I don't you think that's kind of fair? in that she carried around a child for nine months 
you know, let's face it, my work was done very quickly in terms of creating that child. You know what I mean? I feel like it's uh, the mother should have every right to name the kid. If she wants to consult the father, she can, but she doesn't have to. I know. My grandchildren were IVF, and I'm just so proud of them. But I, I have a theory about IVF children. They are extra bright. <laughs> anyway, that's just a theory. I love but it, I Agnes. But <laughs> okay. Well, just like I said in the laundromat, it's all going to come out in the wash. And Trump matters, and so does the radio matter. I'm with you on that one. And I forgot that you were down there at the laundromat. Say hi to everybody. Even that lady who sent me the nasty letter. One of your friends sent me a nasty letter way back when. I forgot what I said that made her so mad. But, uh, Agnes, thank you so much. And I agree with you about that IVF thing. I mean, maybe we're just kind of uh, because we're my babies are IVF. And I like that law they came up with in Alabama. And if you don't mind, Agnes, can I ask you real quick? When somebody says IVF embryos are children, you know what it does to me? It puts a smile on my face. I agree. Yes, of course. And you know what? As a grandmother, I had a lot to do with it because I took my daughters to the doctor for the shot and everything else. So, And I didn't need a shot, (laughs) but I have three children and... They are just to be proud of. But I am very proud of you. And Trump matters. And so does the radio matter. Yes. My father, my father had a ship to shore radio that got him from Bayonne to the shore down the beach. And the radio is a very important part of our lives. I'd rather have a radio than a TV. Uh, I'm with you on that, actually. I am totally with you on that. It's shocking how little TV I, I, li- I watch, actually. Uh, but the radio and podcasting all the time. Well, Agnes, best to the husband. And um, uh, she did it the old natural way, which is fine. But you know what? You hit a certain age. Anyway, the technology is fantastic. Be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So, hey, this is good news. Jason Scoop, the guy who did the great Trump impression and Bush impression and Chris Rock impression, uh, he's live tomorrow night uh, at the Governor's Governor's Club. Is that what it's called again? Governor's, uh, yeah, Governor's Comedy Club in, where the hell is it again? Levittown, Levittown, 7.30 show. The response from you listeners has been so amazing that they sold out the 7.30 show, and now they've got a 9.45 show as well. Two shows, okay? Two shows. Um, and that's pretty awesome. i got to try to get there myself. Uh, Jason Scoop, incredibly talented. And uh, you can see him at Governor's Comedy Club tomorrow. I uh, better move fast because it looks like these tickets are just about out. And uh, uh, so happy that we moved a few tickets, and uh, he is so good, so, so good. And how about that? A Trump guy who does a Trump impression that is spot-on, accurate, funny, and the comedian is pro-Trump. It all works. Folks, this is big. This is big. You know, the just as I was coming over here, what dropped was the Joe Biden's brother, his brother Jim, the transcript from his interview with the House Oversight Committee that happened uh, last, I guess, uh, a little over a week ago. And 
Joe Biden got $40,000 from China funds, brother James admits in bombshell impeachment interview. Post, first brother James Biden confirmed during his impeachment inquiry testimony that a $40,000 check made out to former Vice President Joe Biden in 2017 used funds James received from a Chinese government-linked company, while James also received revealed he received overseas income as recently as last year. James Biden, 74, insisted that he did not believe the company, CEFC China Energy, was controlled by Beijing, claiming that I just misspoke when telling the IRS in a 2022 interview that first son Hunter Biden, who was partnering with his uncle, had described CEFC Chairman Xi Jinping as a protege of Chinese President Xi Jinping. What did you believe the source of the money that was going into Hunter Biden? Hunter's company, Owasco, prior to it being sent to you. Where was it coming from? An investigator asked James Biden on February 21st. CEFC, James said, following an extended back and forth in which the first brother's attorney, Paul Fishman, tried to argue that money is fungible before being reminded by a House staffer that James did not have sufficient funds to make the $40,000 alleged loan repayment on his own. So it is traceable. Money from China goes to Hunter's account, goes to James Biden, and then goes to Joe Biden. 40 grand. It's not 40 cents. <laughs> Excuse me. And what's more, I've got the check. I've seen the check. The check is public record. But now we have testimony from Joe Biden's own brother that he gave money to his brother and that money he gave to his brother came from china the interview also established that james biden received eight hundred and forty thousand dollars over four transfers between november of 2022 and july of 2023 from argentinian businessman jose luis manzano which the first brother said came from selling half of his stake in manzano's holding of Argentine natural gas company Metro Gas. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> it was sweat equity mainly in dealing with him in terms of his other ventures. James told investigators, saying Manzano asked him to woo Mexican billionaire Carlos Swim Slim to invest in 4G in Argentina, an attempt that was unsuccessful. Marzano was at one point in discussions about working with CEFC, James also confirmed. The first brother revealed other international business efforts that he said were futile, saying that around the time he used a $200,000 loan from financially distressed rural hospital company AmeriCorps to repay funds from another alleged loan to Joe Biden in 2018, I was looking for investments from Qatar, again, in infrastructure projects. They were building hotels in Miami. Why didn't this freaking guy just get a job? Why didn't he just get a job? What the hell is he doing with guys in Argentina? He doesn't know. He always wants to do a deal. You know, with, with real estate with Trump, I understand a deal. You know what I mean? We're going to build this property. It's going to be right here on this street. And it's going to be 68 stories tall. And we're going to get con a, de a deal to do what? Democrats have defended the alleged loan repayments as evidence of nothing more than Joe Biden being a supportive brother. But Republicans say it makes clear that the president benefited from his relatives' dealings as he repeatedly interacted with business associates, including CEFC China, 
Subpoenaed bank records show that James Biden bank account from which the $40,000 check to Joe Biden came had a balance of just $46 before receiving a $50,000 infusion days beforehand on August 28th. The $50,000, you see how this works? This is incredible. This is good stuff. We've been waiting for this. It will be downplayed. It will be ignored. I'm just feeling the truth spread. It's being, it's being lavished upon America right now. Not everybody will see it. I saw it a long time ago, but now it's spreading. It's spreading, and it's beautiful. It really is. These guys thought they could fool all of us. James testified that he scouted out natural gas investments for CEFC along the Gulf Coast. But the major proposals fell through, though he and Hunter still netted millions from the partnership. Yeah, China wants those two bozos to go walking around uh, the Pensacola panhandle looking for oil. All right, I got to go because I got some videos to put together. Barbara, final word, please. Sorry, uh, we uh, we don't have much time, but uh, nice to hear from you again. Greg, thank you so much for going back to all these source documents, and it's something that you're teaching each of us that we can and should do. I want to print out copies of some of those checks. I want to print out copies of some of the bank transactions that show all this money going to and from these Biden accounts, because that's how you find it. Every Every number in that bank account statement must be accounted for. What was it? Where did it come from? How did it get there? And where did it go when it goes out? You're setting such a good example for each of us to follow. And Thomas Jefferson applauded that because he said on every quick question about the Constitution, go back to the time in which it was passed and go back to the debates and conform to the probable meaning. In other words, find the truth. And that's what you're doing for us. And you're setting that example, and we need to follow your example. Oh, boy. Well, I'm trying, Barbara. I am trying. And these act, these documents, this information is actually available to each and every one of us, as you mentioned and remind. And, uh, yeah, why rely on the New York Times, who will not tell this story? And if they do, they won't tell it in full, and they won't tell it honestly. They'll tell it in a way to protect Joe Biden. Barbara, continued success. Thank you very, very much. Um, Ah, well, that's the week. And it's March 1st. It's the 1st of March. What does that mean? Two months down, 10 months to go in the year. Means that uh, it's a reminder. Life is uh, is moving fast. How many months is that until the election, for crying out loud? Nine months, right? Nine, 10, 11, nine months until the November election. It has been wild, and it's getting wilder and it's getting better, don't you feel? Like the corner, we haven't quite turned it, but we're approaching the corner. We're about to make a magnificent turn, and we're not going to skid. To be continued, many thanks. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.